Have you ever had barbecue from like, I guess you've never been to Texas. No, I haven't. No. Tell me more. Oh, I just, I, I think we don't, there's not a lot of like barbecue in this mm. part of the, part of our country. No, I think there's a lot in like Toronto and kind of more on the East coast. Yeah. But yeah, we don't really have a barbecue. Well, we have like a Korean barbecue and a Chinese barbecue culture here, but we don't have like totally. a oh, Southern Korean barbecue. barbecue. Is so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where you can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan. And we're talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBCRadio, or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. Well, we're back for another episode. What is this, episode 22? 22, right? 22 yeah 22 nice well i have something that i've wanted to talk about for a little while and i sort of like a couple weeks ago went to beer school sort of oh yeah so i found exciting yeah my dad actually found it he was saying um so vessel uh, liquor store is a uh a local liquor store down in kind of the oak bay victoria kind of area and they have a, a, a proper liquor store that's really well stocked with all kinds of craft beer wine ciders everything you could imagine um but they really specialize in craft beer uh in from bc which is awesome and uh what they do as well is they have this kind of school area upstairs and around the corner and they actually do like beer school so if you want they and they do um uh, the host of it will kind of pick a topic to talk about. So they, around Christmas time, they did uh, imperial imperial stouts or like barrel aged beers, and like talked about like the the brewing process and stuff like that. The other thing that they do is they often will have um, brewers or head brewers uh, from different breweries across BC come in and showcase some of their beers that they're, they've either come out with or they wanted to talk more about. And, and, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so you buy tickets and then you get like a tasting and then you chat with like the head brewer of whatever brewery they decide to bring in. And they it's a lot of like back and forth on like on the the how this beer was made and really just like enjoying these really interesting beers. And so it just so happened, uh, that we, that my, my dad and I went and, um, uh, it was Daggerad that was coming in from Burnaby. Oh. Yeah. So they brought their entropy series and their brand new one that had actually just been released that day, which I believe was entropy number 28 and, um, which is a Balaton cacao sour and oh my god it was so good um everything we tried was spectacular i think we ended up tasting seven different beers from their entropy series from one that <laughs> the, uh, the head brewer found like in the back like their like storage area and just happened to find <laughs> this bottle back from 2018 and he was like i don't know if this is going to be good but we might as well try it it was an awesome That's so uh, funny yeah i think that was entropy 12 and i'm just like i have to remind myself which one was which because uh their entropy series is like these really like Obviously, Dagrad being more Belgian style and lots of like very interesting flavor profiles, but they kind of lean on that Belgian style of beer making. Right, yeah. So lots of Brett, uh, Brett hops, or sorry, Brett yeast and stuff like that. And um, they had a few wine uh, barrel aged beers that we got to try. So uh, uh, the Entropy Series number twelve uh, was a barrel, or sorry, a blonde ale aged in a uh, Britannomite mice is uh, with breton mice is which i'm assuming is a yeast 
in uh, red wine barrels. And, oh, it was fantastic. Uh, they also did a Manhattan cocktail-inspired inspired barrel-aged beer that was supposed to be, obviously, like a Manhattan. Um, that was delicious as well. Um, I'll kind of go over all the ones that we got to try. So we got to try Entropy number 29, which was a nectarine sour, which was uh, just a sour Yum. ale fermented on top of, I think he said, 350 pounds of nectarines. And so yeah. it just like gathered all these like earthy tones and like the stone fruit was super heavy on the, on the palate, not in a bad way at all. And it was really nicely sour, full of flavor, but it's still kind of that puckery, uh, puckery factor that you get from sours. Really, yeah. really good. Uh, this one was my favorite, which is their number 28, which I believe was the one that was most recently released. Don't quote me on that. I, th- I think I'm kind of doing it. I would assume of- they count up, don't they? I believe so, and I don't see number 28 on their website, so I'm assuming this is the one that was released that day. So it was a barrel-aged sour ale with Belaton cherries and cacao nibs, and this was like drinking a really nicely boozy, dark chocolate cherry-flavored drink. It was incredible. It was so unbelievably good. Um, There was another bourbon barrel-aged sour with cacao nibs, and um and then the last one was is this the last one nope second to last one this one was the one from 2018 a number entropy series number six is a mixed culture fermented barrel aged belgian style blonde ale which is lovely uh i would say probably it was it was very very good but in terms of like comparing them to the other ones this one was kind of the more muted one not saying that's right. a bad thing it was just the way it was made and it was made really nice and it somehow still had like a lot of fizz to it so they were worried that it would be a little flat because of how long it was just sitting on the shelf but it actually held its fizz really nice um and the last one was the uh entropy series number 27 which was a mixed culture barrel aged quadruple quadruple and this one was like the booziest one but it was really really i think it was they actually, so they said they had to get a special liquor license because it was uh, 12.7% alcohol. And if you go above, mm-hmm. I think he said 11 point something, you actually have to have like a different liquor license for it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's 11. I think it's like the threshold is 12. So it probably 11.99 would be the. Yeah. Because exactly. I remember. Yeah. I remember that. It, I, I mean, I'm, I could be wrong, but I think that's, that's what it is. Um, and because I remember that, uh, when Phillips released their anniversary beer, they would make it whatever alcohol for a while. They made it whatever alcohol percentage their year was. Yeah. Like being, and they got to a certain point where it was so high that they couldn't uh, do it anymore. So they, they released like a, like, a, like an alcohol hops drop on the side. So you could like, it was like, okay, add three drops to this and it'll bring it up to the like year 13 or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. So did they take you through like beer process and everything too? Or? Yeah, a little bit. It was very like, I wouldn't say it was a general kind of process. It was more of like, what did they do specifically for these? So it was a lot of like the barrel of fermenting process and like um, how to, and the uh, like the processing of like the fruit, which is apparently the biggest pain in the butt. And like his, his crew, every time he was like, Hey, I got like 350 pounds of nectarines are all like, Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then there was like a few, like, have fun. I'll be in the office. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was super down to earth. Really nice guy. Um, he spent a lot of time like 
chatting with about like their their process what they're looking to do next they're really like going down like the wine barrel route so they're kind of experimenting with their kind of style of beer and then kind of wine style so you're like um yeah like the red wine barrel aged entropy series one right um i think he there was the the conditioned uh, beers yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so um, that's kind of where they're leaning now. It was a really interesting experience because we found ourselves, uh, we obviously people were asking questions and we kind of hear little like whispers from different people there. I think it was about 10 or 12 people there. And um, like there was a guy who was, I don't know his exact title, but he was from the Drake uh uh, the tap house basically downtown yeah, yeah. and he was uh, talking about like wanting to bring these into the drake so i'm assuming he was like the head bartender or one of the uh, bar managers who was at the drake so there's like these people who are really like prominent in the restaurant and bar industry who are like chatting with him and um there's cool. a couple beside us who i'm sure he'd made beer in his uh, in his garage because he had like all these really like specific questions like oh what was like the how did you manage like the pH level of your wart with this kind of yeast? <laughs> I was like, oh god, wow, I feel very out of my depth here. <laughs> so maybe that guy was just the uh, uh, a chat GPT in a human suit. Yeah, just exactly. To figure out how to hack the system. Yeah, <laughs> you just like ask Chat GDP uh, like before getting in there and just like, what question should I ask a brewmaster? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a really brewmaster's like brewmaster's like. What's a pH? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. The machine goes up, the machine goes down. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And if it tastes good at the end of it, perfect. Yeah. It was a, no, Obviously, I'm totally underselling how much work a brewmaster puts in. But, yes, uh, of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I like it... when people ask me, like, sorry, this no, no. tangent. When people ask me about, like, oh, like, uh, you you know, the, combine these flavor profiles. I'm like, oh, does it taste good? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, you break it down to does it taste good or not. Yeah. Right? And, I, don't, or... I don't care about the flavonoids. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what I found really interesting was actually watching him taste his own beers and then talking about like what his actual vision of this beer was and how like close to his vision and what would he do if he like brewed it again or like, um, so I found that really interesting. He was like, oh, I yeah. probably should have conditioned a few more cacao nibs in there or um, uh, or I think this one didn't quite have enough I was looking for a little bit more fit. So it was really cool to watch like how humble he was about it and how like mm -hmm. there's a science towards beer making, but there's also like, it's also an art form where you're just kind of like trying different things and hope, not hoping that like, there's obviously science to back it up, but um, he's, he was, he was really cool about like, I would have done this differently or I should have done this or blah, 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 blah. It still tastes really good, but he's just like, he's always like going for that like perfection, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Really, really yeah. interesting. I found it, it was fascinating and all of the entropy series are very high like alcohol so i was getting like a real <laughs> and i've cut down on my drinking quite a bit but so i was getting like a good a very very good buzz and they were like little little amounts <laughs> and then by the end of it i was like oh god i gotta that's walk so funny. yeah so i think i took like 10 or 15 minutes after and i felt a lot better <laughs> that's good <laughs> thankfully i had dinner before so otherwise i would have been yeah. a wreck <laughs> yeah it's a good thing about getting if if you, when you get to the point where you feel it easy it also clears out easy too so oh, that's good exactly yeah exactly <laughs> anyway that was my experience i've been wanting to tell you about that that's for awesome. so long it was so cool yeah. um so i yeah i'm gonna look out for it and maybe if you're in victoria one day we could uh go to one of these events together 
Yeah, that'd be super cool. Yeah, I went to a, a brewery tour in in Boston of a company called Lord Hobo, and uh, he was talking about it's kind of a similar thing. He's like, he was like, I come in and I say I want it to have this flavor profile, this alcohol content, this you know IBU, and then I give it to the nerds, and he has two scientists on staff that figure out kind of like how to make that work, and then they hand it off to the brewers, and then the brewers are like, okay, here's that's awesome. you know like yeah and the, and the brewers have to put the art into it right yeah, so yeah. it's really yeah that's cool brew like making beer is such a cool combination of science and art like it yeah for sure yeah it's awesome that reminds me of category 12 because i'm pretty sure the uh head brewer master of category 12 has a microbiology degree of some sort or a PhD yeah something like that's why that's why his like things are beakers and yeah. his uh yeah exactly the taster cups are beakers and stuff exactly yeah there's a lot of scientists that get into brewing yeah. better money i hear <laughs> <laughs> not surprised <laughs> and a lot more fun i would imagine Less being in a lab yeah. all the time. Yeah, I guess it depends on how you define fun. <laughs> all right. So what are we talking about today, Jeff? Today, I believe we're doing barbecue. Oh, this is a new one for us yeah. to do. Yeah, a new, new category. Uh, I recently had some pretty good barbecue that I wanted to talk about, and I kind of lured you into doing this. So... <laughs> um why don't you take it away and get us started all right well the place that i want to talk about i have kind of touched on a little bit uh specifically on one of their dishes in a previous episode only because it was spectacular and i had hadn't had that kind of dish before but i really want to get into jo- jones barbecue um jones barbecue is like the st- yeah, it is the staple southern barbecue place of Victoria. Everybody knows Jones. And if you've ever been there, it is fantastic. They uh, they pride themselves on being like the truest form of uh, southern te- smokehouses. So they get a lot of their um, style and their, on their process from southern, like the southern United States, like Texas specifically. They use like a stick burner smoker that they've built themselves, which is really cool. Oh. One of the really neat things that I've thought, and I never really thought about this, but they actually use uh, locally sourced wood <laughs> to... Uh, yeah, okay. Burn. Wood is so important in smoking. Right? Because you and get like you different use, yeah. different uh, flavor profiles. And I had never Yeah, it's like you can grow that. the same grapes in different soil, but it's and it's going to taste different. Exactly. So it's, yeah. oh, this is basically like winemaking. <laughs> yeah, well, Okay. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they use uh, they actually use oak and maple, uh, which is really cool. And uh, so they opened up in 2016, and they had a pretty cool location downtown, uh, or just outside the downtown core, um, really accessible to people. Um, during the during the pandemic, they kind of obviously shut down their their, their restaurant. Is almost like. I don't want to say like fast food style. It's like you go up and order and then you take your seat. counter service counter service. Thank you. That's a better yeah, way. That's to pretty play. common in barbecues. I think. Yeah. Is it? Okay, good. Well, there you go. When I was going through Texas, all the barbecues were counter service. Oh, okay. Um, if you think about something like Memphis blues, it's counter service. I think yeah. it's quite common with, with barbecue. Oh, okay. Perfect. Uh, well, yeah. there you go. See, <laughs> shows what I know. Um, I, I mean, it could just be a coincidence, but fair. I mean, that's, that's what I've seen. But it, I mean, if they're really playing on like the Southern Texas uh, style, then that would make sense that they're doing right. it similar in that sense. Right. They do all of their smoking like the night before. So it's like smoked overnight. Um, and so they're never, they really pride themselves on giving you like fresh, freshly smoked meat rather than 
then like fresh and then like stuffed somewhere into a fridge or whatever and then it's kind of like it's been there for a day or two or in the fridge or whatever so everything right. is made really really fresh they often will post like pictures of the the meats for the next day on their instagram uh page so you can see what what's coming up in the next day um they've also just started i think quite recently uh serving all day brunch uh in their t- in their southern fry in the southern style of barbecue so they do like a a breakfast wrap with a bunch of brisket and an egg and stuff like that and um and then some a little kind of coleslaw type thing on the side and then you can get them with tater tots which is awesome they do a lot of tater tot dishes which i find just amazing and uh they have so many like different varieties of the way they do it so they do like tacos with their brisket and pork butt and they also have like portobello um but they really like they're obviously very, very meat forward, as you would expect from a gar- barbecue place. Yeah. Um, I've had a few of I've had a few of their dishes, uh, mainly like their chicken dishes, and their smoked chicken is oh to die for. It is so uh, juicy and smoky, and everything that you're wanting from barbecue and chicken is just oh, it is fantastic. This is making me really hungry, um, and I just had lunch. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I ate right before this. Um, I know. Yeah. See, it doesn't. Apparently, it doesn't matter to me because now I'm hungry again. Um, my favorite dish from them is their big crunch. Bur- oh, sorry. I have two. Uh, their big, cr- big crunch burger is their kind of crispy chicken breast that's been smoked, and uh, and with their with their homemade sauce and um on their just like very simple ingredients but really done very very well um obviously they have their uh, uh their poutine uh that i talked about before talked about it quite a bit so i'm not right. gonna get into this is it. the poutine with the alabama white sauce right yeah you got it yeah the big okay. crunch poutine so it's their crispy and... chicken breast and then uh cheese fries gravy alabama white sauce and barbecue sauce um, right, right, right they also do a brisket poutine a pulled pork poutine just uh, classic poutines. Um, they also do tachos, which is awesome. Tater tot nachos with a yeah. cheese sauce, brisket, barbecue sauce, sour cream, pico de gallo, and pickled jalapenos. Um, kind of part of their uh, brunch items is uh, obviously chicken and waffles would be a really big one. Um, surprisingly, um, my wife ended up getting the house salad. with. You can get it with like smoked chicken or like um or uh, brisket or pork butt or whatever whatever kind of meat you want on it and it is absolutely massive it is a huge salad with a really nice um buttermilk blue cheese dressing tons of veggies onto it big chunks of meat and for like a salad it is super filling and that's coming from that's me. awesome yeah it was fantastic so they tried to do something for everybody so everything everybody has yeah, something yeah. to to chow down on but they still get to showcase what they're really wanting which is their meat um on their menu they you can do like uh, meat platters as well so they have like we saw one person order yeah. their i think what did they call it uh let me just bring it up the mama jones platter and it was it was like disgustingly massive it oh it looked amazing don't get me wrong but like when you just see a massive mound of meat sometimes it's a little like holy moly how are like three people supposed to eat that 
Okay, yeah, so I was gonna ask, like it's designed for more than one person. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I think they yeah. I think the so the Mama Jones platter is for two or three people and the Papa right. Jones platter, which is like I figured this was coming, yeah. Yeah, which is double I think everything. It's like hundred and forty five bucks, but it's like all of their smoked like meats yeah. on uh on a platter and it's for like And honestly, that's probably a really good price for what you're getting too. Oh, I don't doubt yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. here's the thing, like you get you get a like you get a group of people that just want to like veg out. You get that. You get some sides, and then everyone takes them home. Oh and yeah, I think it's yeah. And then you can make it into sandwiches for the next day as well, right? For like sure. If you yeah. want, uh, yeah. or you could do whatever you want with it, really. Um, they do uh, their own house made potato salads uh, and their slaws and stuff. So they got lots of options for sides. Their cornbread is homemade as well, which is really awesome. Yeah. They just have a lot of really good, uh, really good side. Um, Sorry, they just have a lot of really good food clumped together that just uh, blends so nicely together, and it is just an absolute delightful place to get your barbecue fix. Um, something for everybody, like I said, and uh, just beautifully smoked meat across the board. Um, they just opened a second location out in Langford, which is always busy. Take it from me, because I try to go there sometimes, and it's always busy. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so they're just expanding really nicely. And now that they have like brunch, there's another reason for me to go and, and, uh, just pig out, you know? Yeah. Pun intended. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and I was just going to say, if anybody wants to hear the episode where you talked about the poutine, it was, uh, episode 13. Yes. Uh, if you find yourself in Victoria or Langford, the Victoria locations, at, uh, located at 1725 Cook Street. And the Langford location is seven three one Goldstream Avenue. Definitely Amazing. worth definitely worth a, a a taste. That's for sure. All right, Jeff, what have you been drinking lately? Well, you you know I've been into kefir water lately. I have, I have, I and have I have found another local kefir water that I'm just absolutely Lady Gaga about right now. Mm. So, uh, the the brand is called Kirks. Okay, and it has this like. Mr. Clean looking guy on the front, except he has hair and he's got his arms crossed. So not smiling Mr. at the Clean camera. At all? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's you know he's like strong and he's got his arms crossed and he's looking at the camera, being all coy. Um, and they they have some fun flavors. So they're the flavor that I tried of theirs is the watermelon lime. And uh, what I like about Kirk's is that they're like more specifically. Um, like they're they're like quite flavorful, so they're like really in- intentionally flavorful. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to they have a a pineapple, a watermelon, lime, apple, lime, ginger, and blue raspberry Ooh. flavors. And I'm I've seen some more on the shelves as well. I'm pretty sure of like I don't know if those are one flavors that are coming off and this one's going on because uh, the uh, the apple, lime, ginger, and the blue raspberry are new mm. to the um the docket that they have. Anyway, they they're I've found them in like Save On recently. That's where I first discovered them. But they're really kind of uh, taking off in the city, I think, and kind of being more and more available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also have uh, free shipping anywhere, basically in the Lower Mainland. So if you order a twelve pack or less, or twelve pack or more, you can get free shipping. Mm. And it sounds like they do like growlers as well. Ooh, yeah. Oh. So yeah, I love I love. 
kefir water because it's like really light. It's very lightly carbonated and uh, you kind of get that residual flavor. It's not super overpowering. It's not really sweet. You still got that kind of like probiotic kick. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, if you remember, it was like, okay, a uh, soda water is a zero and a kombucha is a 10. That I would call kefir water about a four. Yeah. Typically. Um, and I mean, kombucha is quite variable in terms of how much flavor it can have. And, and kefir water, I guess, is quite flavor, quite variable in the in the water as well. So um, between Squamish kefir water and this Kirk's kefir water that, that are both local, we are very well taken care of in this city of for flavors and, and types of kefir. <laughs> so. Ooh, sounds lovely. I have yet to actually yeah. try it. I haven't been, I've been looking out for it, and I don't know if I've just been unlucky or if I'm not looking into the right areas of stores but i haven't been able to find any in uh, victoria well since they're both from the lower mainland it might be harder for them to be out on the i know that i i don't know if kirk's is like a quite a new company but Mm -hmm. um hold on i can find out in a second here well kirk's started in 2019 so they're not super established right as well um and like i said they've only kind of recently gotten into uh save on from what i can tell right and probably other grocery stores so they may not even be on the island yet Fair enough. Yeah, hmm. but you'll have to you'll have to find some somewhere because it's it's definitely worth having and trying. Well, you've talked about it a lot, so you've uh, convinced mm-hmm. me quite easily, as you yeah. normally do and I, to try something. I think new. it's I think it's going to blow up the way that kombucha did, but it's going to have that kind of slow roll to start and then yeah. just kind of take off. Yeah. Once people start noticing it, it's just like boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's so refreshing too. Like it would it would be a really good summer. Like you've been sweating a lot and you want something refreshing and kind of. Um, not so much like an electrolyte drink, but very kind of like pre like dinner, sitting in the sun, like the like cocktail hour kind yeah, of yeah. drink. A yeah, pa- really cleanser that. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds awesome. I'll have to look out for Kirk's as well. Maybe I'll get lucky and find some. Yeah, perfect. Come on, Victoria. <laughs> well, and what about you, Dan? What have you been eating or drinking? Well, I I think we kind of talked a little bit about it, so um, little. Um, the one that I want to talk about, it's a little bit of a, uh, a tribute to a, uh, a cocktail bar that unfortunately is shutting down. I don't know why, and I don't know if what's coming up next, but for the area, but I wanted to talk about this place because it was absolutely amazing the what they're doing, um, with cocktails. Um, so specifically I want to talk about Clark and Co's sloth cocktail. So they have, um, they have a bunch of um, house cocktails that they've pre-made, not pre-made, sorry, but they've um, done the recipe for. Um, what they kind of do really, they do something really cool at Clark & Co., which is basically you pick flavors that you want in your cocktail and the bartender will go and make it for you. And it is spot cool. on. Like, it's really cool. Like, you have a bunch of different um, flavor options, like uh, pine or earthy or sour, sweet um herbaceous like a bunch of like really interesting ones and then you combine it and they make you a drink that is exactly exactly that and i from experience um they are very accurate which is incredible cool. and you get to watch them make it um uh, anyway i started with this one because i wanted to try one of their house cocktails to start and it was absolutely delicious and it also highlighted a really cool way of making uh adding flavor to a um to a drink which is a cedar smoked smoking which is really cool it also has yeah i was was gonna guess smoking (laughs) there you go yeah kind of there might be a little bit of a theme here on this episode um and uh so 
what sloth includes is butter washed whiskey hoin dark matter maple syrup which uh, uh hoin dark matter is a absolute staple of craft beer here on the island especially but i think right. also in the lower mainland as well it's quite popular yeah it's quite popular and then chocolate bitters and so you watch them so you watch them actually make it and they start by taking a blowtorch to a cedar plank and then flipping the glass over and you just watch the smoke kind of settling yeah. into the glass and then they get everything else uh mixed together and then they lift the glass and pour your uh, drink in there and it's oh it was spectacular uh it was chocolatey it was somehow buttery uh i don't know how to describe it other than that but um and it would and then it just like finish off with this nice like well it smells like new cedar or tastes like new cedar like i don't know i, I don't know yeah, how yeah, else yeah. to describe it like it, it was just yeah. fantastic and uh, i'm really sad that they're uh they're shutting down because this place is a really cool spot in victoria downtown victoria and they do really really good cocktails so i hope they fill the space with something at least similar or as of similar quality because uh right they they have big shoes to fill anyway so i just wanted to give a shout out to kark and co and uh, talk about their sloth drink because it was absolutely spectacular and i would go there in a heartbeat they are yeah. shutting down on april 9th so if you listen to this episode well you're kind of too late <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it'll have been almost a week when this episode, or it will have been a week when this episode comes out. So, yeah. um, Rip Clark and Co. Yep. <laughs> but glad that hopefully something fills the space well and and they move on to bigger and better things. I so. agree, absolutely. In the on the note of smoking your glassware, though, mm-hmm. I um I was just saying to Kalina, my wife, a week or two ago, I was saying, okay, I know that this is like really bougie and extra but i really want a culinary blowtorch <laughs> and like i would use it so little but but because you use it so little it's like compressed butane so like it kind of lasts forever right yeah. so um but for things like that for like little kind of like smoking glassware or whatever or like doing like creme brulees yeah, or yeah. just kind of like um used a lot in in drinks and used a lot in like especially like desserts and stuff which i don't need a ton of but right. still it's it's good for it's good for fun stuff like that and like you can do a lot of like uh japanese cooking will use not a lot some japanese cooking especially like in like the sushi realm mm-hmm. will use that so you know like tuna with like a flavored mayo and then you blow torch that to caramelize the oh. mayo and stuff like it's super good so oh yeah, God, stuff like that I want to have a torch for, and uh, I don't even care. It's only like thirty bucks. Oh, that's May not well. bad at all. Might as yeah. Well. yeah. Well, it's like thirty to one hundred and thirty. So yeah. it depends what you get. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Difference between a culinary blowtorch and a blowtorch. <laughs> well, blowtorch. Okay, so a uh, typically a blowtorch will use propane, okay. and it's much bigger. Okay. And a culinary blowtorch will have like a a. Diet. Well, it'll be like a smaller unit, and it'll use butane. Okay. Yeah, and also, um, you can use the. I don't think you can use like a culinary blowtorch for a proper blowtorch, <laughs> but I'm sure that one outputs a lot more heat than the culinary one does, right? Because so you want it to be a lot more controlled, right? Right. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just wanted to. Yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's like, like you can go to like Home Depot and you can get one the size of a culinary one, right? And use it for that. Hmm. And then you can go to like a culinary store and get basically the exact same thing for twice the price because it's culinary one. Because it, yeah, it's kind of like medical grade, whatever. Exactly, yeah. Just because yeah. it says medical grade, it's that much more expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, show me your barbecue. Okay, Dan. So I 
couple weekends ago, decided to go get um, food at this brewery called Patina. Mm. And Patina is one of the, the very first time I tried them. I mean, here's a common theme, right? The very first time I tried them was at Brujala in Langley uh, in the summer. Okay, and Patina is located in Poco, and it's actually one of the four founders was the former mayor of Poco. What? No way. <laughs> yeah, and so um, he and his wife and two of their friends, and then uh, like I guess a silent investor, um, created Patina, which is a brewery and barbecue. And so it's always been that kind of concept. And so they have a 10-seat tasting room in the front, and then they have a 60-seat barbecue kind of dining area in the back. Wow. And they... Took over a building that apparently was a formerly a bakery and I guess provincial liquor store. Either like the two of them they took over together or, or whatever. Anyways, kind of have like the industrial like brewery vibes. Like this yeah. big like floor to ceiling glass that separates the dining area from the brewery part. But where you seat in the dining in the yeah, dining room, you can, well it's not really a dining room in the eating area. You can see through to the brewery, and if it was like a working day, I'm sure you could see the. The brewers working or, or cleaning or whatever and so they opened in 2019 so right for the pandemic again common theme uh but they were like off to the races right away and they're really doing incredible things now so one of the things that they're doing that's different from a lot of places is that they're paying every member of the staff a livable wage nice. and so it's they they will accept tips but they don't expect tips but it says specifically on it Appetina gratuities are reserved for what they are actually meant for. Absolutely amazing, stupendous, above and beyond service. If you feel that it was received, please let your server know with kind words, sharing on social media, and if you like, a gratuity. But one of the main focuses that they wanted to do as well was the food, and that was the barbecue, and that's why we're here today. So the food, they've done some really incredible things. So I didn't actually even realize that they were... um, like specifically a barbecue place right and i was reading through their menu and i was like wow this is a lot of like smoked meats and smoked this and smoked this and i was like oh they must have a smoker they really like and then i was like ah it's a it's a barbecue joint so <laughs> but boy was i glad because i haven't i haven't been for barbecue in a long time and they have some really fun things they've got your typical you know uh smokehouse chicken wings they've got the candied bacon they've got um you know like uh, corned beef, chicharrones, um, you know, smoked chicken leg, Texas brisket, pulled pork, ribs, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they start doing some other kind of cool things. So starting at the top, they have brunch that's available uh, Sundays only. They have breakfast hash where they use their um, pulled pork or brisket. Um, they smoke a bunch of veggies. They've got a breakfast quesadilla. Mm-hmm. Um, they make bennies, hash browns, they have a smokehouse chicken and waffles, they smoke chicken legs and they use, and then served on waffles, which is kind of like a uniquely American dish, mm-hmm. chicken and waffles, but it's really infiltrating Canada and it's good. It's, it's so good. good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that weird, like sweet and salty spot, sweet and salty and savory and, and like hearty and fluffy. And yeah, it's really, uh-huh. um, and then they have deep fried pickles served with Alabama white sauce. There's that Alabama white sauce. Hey, there we go. Um, they make a smoked chickpea dip, which is basically like a smoked hummus. That was really good. Mm. Uh, they have um, they have kind of like almost like a they have it's like a poutine, but they have it's like a variable poutine. So uh, it's um, our feature fries start with a healthy pile of Kennebec fries, Quebec cheese curds, and poutine gravy topping. So there's your 
poutine, basically. Yeah. And then finally, it's topped with this week's feature topping. So that could be anything from pulled pork to, um, I don't know, uh, street corn or whatever they decide to do. Uh, and so that's not on the menu. It just kind of is like a rotating feature that they decide to take up as well. Nice. Um, but you know what? I read an article just like a week ago. Maybe this is why I was kind of craving barbecue. And it, it was like, oh, 13 tips from a chef to never do at a restaurant. And one of the things was don't order the sides at a, at a barbecue. And I'm like, excuse me, the sides are the best part. Like if a good barbecue is going to have great sides. And so when we went, we actually ended up just pretty much getting a bunch of different sides. And so, <laughs> um, they, I mean, they've got the mains. They've got like sausages and ribs. And like we talked, they have like a jackfruit for a vegetarian or um, and gluten-free option. They have a smoked Brussels sprout dish. But the sides... They do smoked Yorkies, so like uh, Yorkshire puddings. They have a smoked butternut squash salad, so they smoke butternut squash and then they make and then let it cool or whatever, and then toss it with like um, baby greens and pumpkin seeds and cranberries and feta, smoked meat meat bunwich. They do, do chicken and waffles all day. Uh, sorry, I'm I, and then and then sorry, we get into the side. So they have like mac and cheese, beans, uh, fries, of course, uh, house made cornbread, coleslaw uh smoked potato salad so they smoke the potatoes and then they make it into potato salad so good (laughs) and then you can and then you can also just get like sides of all the hot sauces so they have the alabama white sauce texas barbecue sauce memphis barbecue sauce and they have a hazy hot sauce which they take the patina juicy ipa load it with citrus cook it down with habanero and jalapeno and then and then uh, turn it into a hot sauce. Please tell me you tried that. You know what? I I ended up not trying that. We were in a rush, and I didn't see the the sauce list until the end, and I was really sad. So, but we will go back and we will try it. And then they also have some uh, desserts, just like uh, cookies and and like a feature dessert that they run as well. But all of that as well. I mean, you go to a barbecue and you're like, okay, this is all this really amazing food, and then you kind of have like crappy beer on top. Well, not here because they're making this. They're also a brewery, and so they're making these great beers too. They have like their core are like quite simple, really clean beers. Uh, I mean, I say that about a lot of things, but you know, there's a reason why I go to places. Yeah, service is great. They do flights. They do they do pictures. The atmosphere is really great there. So they have, you know, they have your Italian Pilsner, Thai Lager, Amber Lager, Hazy, Juicy, Double, Kolsch. Um, they have the Dark. They've got a Blueberry Wheat, Kiwi Sour. They have a, a Blonde IPA that's brewed with uh, Brewing August, which we talked about from oh, yeah, Brujala yeah. as well. Yeah. That had been open, that opened in August this past year. And I still haven't been able to get a chance to go, which I'm really bitter about. Um, and then they also, you know, they serve... Uh, ciders and non-alcoholics as well but uh, my flight was that i got was the juicy ipa 10 out of 10 very good blueberry wheat uh, which is fermented on 500 pounds of local blueberries so it's 150 more pounds than nectarines (laughs) (laughs) i mean but that doesn't mean anything because we don't know like what amount of liquids on them but anyway fermented on 500 pounds of blueberries and then and the oil of 838 cold pressed lemons apparently so it's like a blueberry lemon yeah really really it was very smooth very light very very refreshing their kiwi sour was awesome it was not overly sour, but it had that, the, you know, you know when you bite into a kiwi and you're like, oh, is this sour or sweet? Yeah. It yeah, had yeah. like that kind of flavor to it, which oh, is cool. really cool. They have an Earl Grey Stout, Ooh. which I got the Earl Grey Stout and... That's surprising for you. 
Yeah, I know. I know. I, and uh, I actually found it tasted a little bit more like licorice than like Earl Grey, huh. but in a good way. Might have just had something to do with the stout or the fact that I drank it last. Sure. Mm. So I, I really enjoyed it. I definitely recommend that if you're in the area, you go check it out. Um, yeah, so so Patina is kind of in what is technically considered downtown Poco. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2332 Marple Avenue. Mm. Ah. It's it's not it's not a super flashy storefront, but it's it's pretty obvious that it's mm-hmm. there. So if you look on Google Maps and you go down one way, it's this old image and it has the bakery in the spot. Yeah. And the lane is open. And then if you go one over, it has the new image with patina in the spot and the lane's blocked off for their like afternoon patio. Oh so this picture God, was taken in twenty twenty October twenty twenty when like COVID shut down. And then the other picture where it was from 2016 when it was still the bakery. So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> wow. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Barbecue and beer. That's a good combo. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is such a good combo. I I think that it is really like un, uh, unappre- an unappreciated combo. Like a lot of breweries will do simple food, which makes sense. A lot of barbecue places will just bring in beer, which makes sense. But the fact that they're taking on both and doing both so extremely well... Like I would, I would go there just for the food. Yeah. The oh. fact that they're also a brewery that I really enjoy as well is like, Oof. I, I would go there just for the beer and I would go there just for the food. So <laughs> it works out quite well. We should uh, start a barbecue and brewery here in Victoria. That would do very well. Awesome. I will do the sustainability plan. <laughs> nice. I found this job posting for Domino's in the States, like like Domino's head office yeah. of a sustainability coordinator. Oh, yeah. And you basically work with like the chief consultant of sustainability, like the, basically like the CEO of sustainability on the company. Yeah. And 75% of your job is like analytics of like sustainability and 25% is like um, implementation. Hmm. And it was 90 to $105,000 a year wow. US for that job. And um, all you needed was like some sort of bachelor's degree in like an applicable Field. thing, which mine would be like perfect for. Yeah, yeah. And it says master's, master's in asset, but not a requirement. It was like, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, like, obviously I'm not going to apply for it because I'm not moving to Michigan, but. Work from home? <laughs> pretty, pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Maybe the, there should be a place in Vancouver with a similar, similar vibe. That'd be cool. There'll be, I mean, I'm sure I'll be able to find something. Everyone's oh, yeah. trying to become sustainable, right? Yeah, I'm going to have to work timing. for some big evil corporation but i'll you can make them less evil you can make them good anyway well that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey taste bc radio is recorded edited and produced by jeff wilson and me dan kavanaugh you can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our taste bc map make sure to follow us at taste bc radio on instagram and facebook and we'd love to have you join our community on patreon links are in the show notes tune in next time to find out what we'll be tasting next And never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really helps us grow, and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep keep it tasty. tasty. Nice. Got ya. (laughs) (laughs) Recently, we talked about the Fieldhouse Kiwi or Key Lime Sour. Yeah. Yeah, it has nothing to do with... That has nothing to do with Kiwis at all. (laughs) I just thought about the word key. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I was oh, really blue- wondering where you were going with that. 